Hey everybody, Alan Kenny, host of the Wade Homers and Podcast here. Uh, before we get to today's show, real quickly, wanted to let everyone know that uh, I've switched up the uh, feeds for this podcast uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts as well as you know, just the RSS feed if you use a different kind of uh, podcast uh, app for uh, you know subscribing to the podcast. Uh, there'll be links to it on blatanthomerism.com, so check out everything there. Um, and, uh, if you, uh, wouldn't mind, you know, uh, rating, reviewing to, uh, the podcast that, that, that always helps and gives a little bit more visibility. Uh, really appreciate it. And now on to, uh, today's show. Hey, what's up y'all? Alan Kenny, host of the Blatant Homerism podcast. And we're recording this episode on Tuesday, July 17th, 2018. The Oklahoma Sooners sent their delegation to Big 12 Media Days in Frisco, Texas on Monday. And we're going to recap the day's events on this episode. Our guest today is Jason Kersey, who's making his triumphant return to the OU beat with The Athletic. I'm really happy to have him on the show after yesterday's announcement that he's uh, back to covering the Sooners. So let's go ahead and welcome him on. Jason, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. It's great to be, uh, great to be back with you again after a couple of years. I was going to say, yeah, it's been uh, been a few years. You've been uh, traveling the world or the SEC country, I guess. Uh, <laughs> right. So, you know, before we get into all the media day stuff, tell us a little bit about uh, about your move to the OU beat. Yeah, you know, I um, I, I spent a year at, at the now dearly departed SEC country covering Arkansas, and then I, I last year I was with the Athletic, kind of doing more SEC wide stuff and. It was uh it, it was a lot of fun. I got to see a lot of cool uh, games. I got to experience a lot of you know really cool stadiums and atmospheres. But uh, but you know when they decided to expand our staff beyond I think the eight of us that there were last uh, last August um, and start hiring beat writers for the major beats, it just made sense uh, given my history to uh, to for me to go back to Oklahoma. So uh, and. and you know, when I was I, I covered the Rose Bowl uh, last year. I was actually there more for Georgia last year, uh, and uh, you know, being back around OU again, and and all of my beat, my buddies on the on the OU beat, who I'm still extremely good friends with, and um, you know, I, I was just I was very comfortable in 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 that situation, and I was much more comfortable with OU than I was with Georgia. So uh, <laughs> even then, it, it even then it started to sort of feel. Like man, you know, I kind of miss this, and uh, so when the opportunity came, it was it was perfect, and it worked out it worked out quite well. So, uh, so yeah, and and you know, I'm thrilled to be doing it for the athletic. I'm I'm so proud of what we're doing and and the uh, the philosophy uh, behind uh, behind the athletic and and the way that um, you know, we're trying to change the way people consume sports writing, and and it sort of gets us back to to why we all got into the business and and you know being actually thoughtful and not worrying about clicks and, and those kinds of things. So it's been awesome. And, and I'm, I'm thrilled to be back, uh, back in my neck of the woods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we're, uh, we're very glad to have you back here. Uh, you've always been so good to us, you know, and very, uh, charitable with your time and everything like that. So, uh, we're real happy to have you back on the beat, man. Um, well, I appreciate it. Excellent. Cool. Cool. Well, so I cannot remember where you, so you were still covering OU when Lincoln Riley was hired as the offensive coordinator, right? Yeah, my last season on the beat the first time was his first season. Uh, so, so yeah, I left. Uh, I left the Oklahoman in um, in May of 2016. So it would have been going into his second year as offensive coordinator. Got it. Got it. So, uh, I mean. 
you know, now that uh, he's taken over for Bob Stoops, uh, what's your impression? Uh, I mean, generally speaking, of, of kind of the vibe around the program. I mean, how much it, how much has it changed in your mind, if at all? Well, I think a lot of it's still kind of the same. I mean, I, I got to say first, you know, I'm so glad that I wasn't on the OUB when that change was made, and only for one reason: that happened on my wedding anniversary. <laughs> so it was perfect. Yeah. It was perfect that I was I that during my little sabbatical that change happened because um my wife and i were talking that day about oh my god like this would have been horrible and i would have been in so much trouble um oh, god, but, yeah. <laughs> but no I, but um but no i mean i think uh uh i i think if a lot of it feels the same i mean there's still a lot of the same administrators around the same sports information staff the the same uh i i don't know i mean he's so similar to bob in so many ways and any bases hit the way he does things off of the way Bob did things. So um, at least now, I mean, and, and, and to be fair, I haven't been around as much mm-hmm. the last two years, obviously, but so, I mean, I, I imagine I'll no, start noticing more subtle differences, but, but just uh, on first impressions today and even out at the, out at the Rose Bowl, I didn't really sense a whole ton of uh, differences. It, it's, it still feels like the same program to me in many ways. Yeah, and even the way Riley talks a lot of the time, you know, I mean, I, I think that there are things that you can kind of pick up that he's doing differently or changes that he's made, but a lot of the surface stuff, I mean, to me, it looks all the same. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that a lot of Bob's uh, – people who consider Bob mentors tend to start to talk like him. Like, I remember <laughs> Josh Heifel used to do that, like, near the end of his run. I mean, he was saying – they were doing things in a great way all the time. And it was like really, really funny. And, and, and yeah, I mean, I think there are a little subtle things like that. And then obviously the recruiting just even from a distance, I've seen how that's been ramped up and, and uh, some things have changed. And and I think Lincoln's a lot more hands-on when it comes to recruiting, but those aren't necessarily things the fans see on a day-to-day basis. They may see the results of them, but it's not like they're seeing that he's calling recruits more than Bob did or anything like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the big stories uh, from yesterday seemed to be actually uh, Riley's comments on OU's defense and recruiting. Um, you know, I, I, was that one of you, kind of your big takeaways? And, and I, uh, uh, you know, following up also, I mean, there was so much talk about the talent on defense, uh, you know, and, and he kind of gave a, a, you know, kind of a, I guess, a vote of confidence for the defensive staff. Um, did that, any of that surprise you or did any of that, you know, did, I guess, you know, were, were you uh, at all surprised that he, he didn't maybe, uh, you know, I guess talk a little bit more about the coaching side of things? Yeah. You know, it's going to be, it's, it's sort of interesting because, I'm not, I'm not surprised by what he said. I think he was honest about the talent level. It's been, that's been obvious for years. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the talent level it seemed had had dropped off. I mean, and that goes back to, you know, when I was on the beat the first time, and and you know, I remember some some really bad games defensively, uh, uh, some really and, and some situations where Mike Stoops um, was just kind of throwing things against the wall. I'll never forget 2012 in Morgantown when Julian Wilson was playing middle linebacker like yeah, I, that, yeah. that is, that is something that I will, <laughs> I will never forget how ridiculous that was, but it was like death. He was desperate, you know, and, 
and uh, and I, I just feel like the they had really great players from time to time. I mean, Eric Stryker was was a great player. Charles Taffer was a great player, but it just has never felt like they've been uh, they they've had the the all around talent on defense that has matched what they've had on offense, and and it feels like that might be changing. But they're still really young. The talent that they have is really young. I mean, I think it's very representative of uh, of the situation on defense. Young, but very talented. Uh, it, the fact that they brought Kenneth Murray to media days. I mean, a true sophomore uh-huh. uh, at media days is, is pretty crazy. Like, I, I, I've never seen somebody that young, at least in the teams that I've covered, um, at, at a media day. So that seems awfully representative of, of the situation on defense to me. So, I mean, I think they're very talented. I just, uh, I just think they're, they're going to have to grow up fast. Yeah, yeah, and obviously there's going to be there are a lot of eyes on uh, Mike Stoops this year, uh, given how the defense has performed, particularly the last two seasons. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, do you, do you get the sense that uh, that I mean Riley seems to be playing it pretty cool in terms of how he feels about uh, Mike? Not and by that I mean not that he's uh, upset with with Stoops or way, way anything's going, but more that. He has confidence in him. I mean, is that the impression that you get too? Yeah, you know, at the Rose Bowl, I remember, and obviously this is before I knew I'd be coming back, but like at the Rose Bowl, I remember one day when when uh, Lincoln was, was talking to the media. I can't remember which which day it was leading up to it, but he made some comment that I, I thought was really interesting where he said, you know, that because he was made the head coach in, uh, I don't know, july or whatever it was uh there were a lot of things that he didn't do that he might a lot of changes he didn't make that he might because he didn't really have time to make them and he might make changes you know that he might change some of those things this january and and i don't know and obviously i was wrong but like i remember sort of thinking at the time i wonder if he's talking about mike stoops i wonder if he wants to bring in his own defensive coordinator and then there are people, I'm sure, and, and I've even wondered whether there's a loyalty factor to Bob. I mean, he, you know, he owes so much to Bob. Does he really want to fire his brother? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, but, but the fact that he didn't and the fact that he kept him around, I think that he has confidence in him because um, he certainly would have been within his rights to make a change, a defensive coordinator. And I'm not even sure that Bob could have had anything really to say about it after last season. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, he seems to have confidence in him. And I think once they have more talent, there, there's reason to believe they can be better. But, um, but you know, the, the, the thing about Mike that I found really interesting since he's been back and I, I've been, I started covering them the first season he came back mm-hmm. in 2012 yeah. is that he, you know, so many defensive coordinators, they deal with the, up-tempo offenses and the way football has changed and the way the rules are tilted towards offense in, in various ways. But, but Mike has just sort of consistently complained about them, about those disadvantages. He comes into the media room a lot and he complains about them and he you know, talks about all the disadvantages they're at. And at a certain point it becomes like, you know, everybody's dealing with that, you know, mm-hmm. what are you going to do about it? And and they haven't really figured it out. They've had a couple years where they've been pretty good on defense, but most of the time it's been inconsistent, and, and he's had a lot of problems. So, you know, maybe now that they're, they seem to have more talent, he'll be able to figure this out. Um, but that, that has always sort of struck me as odd, is that he, he, 
his instincts when he's challenged on this stuff isn't just to say, I've got to figure it out. It's to lament the changes in football, which at this point, I think people are kind of tired of hearing about that. Yeah, if uh, the comments on my articles and the, what people tell me on Twitter have anything to do with it, yeah, that that sounds to be the way that people are kind of trending on that one. So anyway, yeah, uh, you know the other uh, kind of comments, I guess, that caused a stir, you know, because they like, you kind of got it right about something, I guess, when you're out there would be the the quarterback derby. Uh, Riley still uh, says the competition's open. Um, you know, I, I mean, to me, that's a little bit, uh, of, uh, him kind of, you know, doing some, uh, you know, I guess, uh, cultural management, so to speak. But, uh, I, I don't know. Did you have any take on that? Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine it's not going to be Tyler Murray. I mean, I, I would be stunned if it's not Tyler Murray. And the reason is what, and I asked Lincoln this yesterday, um, during his breakout session in the afternoon. I asked Lincoln from a practical perspective, if Kyler doesn't know he's going to be the starter, why would he have come back? Because that makes absolutely no sense. And Lincoln's response was this sort of a, uh, an, a little bit of an awkward, well, he just loves football. I think he said he loves football four times, and it wasn't convincing. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but, like, that that's what I don't understand, is if that's true, if Austin Kendall could still be the starter, why would Kyler Murray have come back uh, to stand on the sideline. And the truth is, I don't think he would have, because who would have? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, you know, somebody who is the top 10 Major League Baseball draft pick uh, is getting all this money. You would probably, if you don't know for sure, then you probably are going to just, you know, not take the risk and just go ahead and begin your baseball career. So it seems awful risky if he doesn't know he's going to be the starter. So, um, I mean, maybe I'm misreading. I mean, what do you think? Am, am I wrong to to think that way? No, I mean, I I'd be stunned if he is not, you know, the one taking the first snap on opening day. I mean, to me, I just read it as keeping, uh, you know, both those quarterbacks really actually kind of sharp and engaged. Because you know, I think that if you you know just kind of say, oh, well, Kyler's won the job. I mean, you know, you risk maybe him to a certain degree, kind of. Um, you know, half-assing it, I guess, out there, which, you know, I may, maybe, I don't know, but, you know, kind of just keeping him engaged and, and, and keeping him competing and also uh, keeping Austin Kendall, you know, engaged as well. I mean, I, I honestly yeah. do think, from what I can tell, that he really actually is confident in, in Kendall. Like, if he had to, if Kendall had to be his quarterback, uh, you know, or if, if Murray is the starter and you know got hurt and he had to play Kendall, I think he, I, I do think he feel pretty confident in him. Um, yeah. So you know, I think it's a yeah. matter of just kind of keeping him, keeping him, you know, engaged with the program because I, I think he'll have opportunity what to play two years after this if uh, once it, if Murray is you know goes and plays baseball after this season as everybody's, uh, you know, assuming. Yeah, I mean that's right. I, I think you're exactly right because. Uh, I do think he's confident in Austin Kendall, and and I do think he wants to keep him around. I mean, there's yeah, if Tyler Murray starts this year, Austin Kendall could be the starter for the next two years, and I don't think they want to risk upsetting him and having him leave uh, b- before he has a chance to do that. And the other thing, the other reason I think he is confident in him, and I, I think sometimes people forget this, Austin Kendall is kind of Lincoln Riley's guy. That was his mm-hmm. first quarterback commit. Um, he, he comes from the Carolinas, so 
So Riley has sort of been familiar with him back to his East Carolina days. I mean, surely he was never going to have a chance to get him to come to East Carolina. But, like, he's been familiar with him for a long time. That was his first commitment, uh, quarterback commitment, after he got to Norman. So that's his guy, and I, and I can't fathom that he uh, would actually feel, like, not confident in him. I just um, – but, but, I mean, Kyler Murray's going to be the star. I mean, I would – it reminds me a lot of, uh, of two years, two, three years ago when there was a quarterback competition, but we all knew Baker Mayfield was going to be mm-hmm. the starter. Um, and that year, Bob actually really tried to fool us because he brought Trevor Knight to media day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, you know, I mean – there was this competition, but everybody sort of knew what was going to happen, and I kind of feel the same way this time. Yeah, I, I think that that's, uh, that's where we're going with this. So, um, Coverage of the players who were there seemed actually kind of sparse uh, just in terms of you know national media and stuff like that. Did, in talking to the guys, was there anything that really stood out to you? I'll tell you who I loved talking to was Ben Powers. Um, oh, yeah? He was, he, was, he was really interesting. He has a really... Uh, he he doesn't like Bill Snyder very much. I learned that yesterday. <laughs> um, he feels like Bill Snyder overlooked him and didn't want him, and uh, he had a lot of things to say about that. I didn't. Ben Powers was sort of a guy who was had had signed or had committed or maybe had enrolled early when I was still there, but I never talked to him. So this was the first time I'd ever talked to him, and yeah, you know, he had a lot of pretty good one-liners. I I. I was sort of worried about the, the four people they brought. I sort of thought, oh, this, they're not going to be too exciting. But actually, all four guys were pretty interesting um, once they got into their breakout session. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed talking to Ben Powers. And I know he's, he had a really good year last year, and he's going to be looked to kind of as a leader on that offensive line. So um, that, that's a guy that stood out. Yeah, uh, the leadership thing kept coming up, you know, from Riley himself. I mean, do you think that that's a concern right now? Well, Riley has has brought that up uh, a bunch over the last couple of months uh, about the the leadership void that certainly Mayfield left, but also I think Oboe and Stephen Parker and guys like that left. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that it is it is still somewhat of a concern, but uh, at the same time, I do think Rodney Anderson is the guy who can fill that role. I think Kenneth Murray is the guy who's already filling that role. I mean. Uh, as a sophomore, I, I, I keep coming back to this because it's just so rare, and I'm not sure people realize that somebody that young would be at this event. I mean, this is an event that is typically reserved for seniors and some juniors. Um, not not very often do you have a true sophomore there, um, and if you do, it's usually a returning starter at quarterback or something. I mean, this is um, this is a this is very rare that he would be there, and um, and I guess you know in many ways he's the quarterback of the defense. And I asked Lincoln why he brought. Kenneth Murray and he said because he's become the voice of our defense and that's why I think he's so representative of uh of that defense in general he's young but he's talented um and uh so I I I think uh I think he's a guy who who they'll certainly be looking for looking for to take a step forward leadership wise and um normally he might you know not have to do that till his junior or senior year but heck he didn't even do it last year Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um what about the uh, the rest of the teams and conversations that were going on yesterday, Bob Bowlesby? I mean, did uh, did anything catch your eye or anything that you noted that uh, was interesting? Well, I, I mean, I had forgotten how boring Bob Bowlesby's press conferences Goodness, are uh, over man. the last couple over the last couple of years. I mean, not that Greg Sankey is you know 
yeah. entertaining by any stretch of the imagination because he's not. But uh, but so there so there's uh, there's that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Gary Patterson always is is fairly interesting at these things. Um, I, I felt kind of bad for Kansas because you know, David uh, Beatty is 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 you know he's kind of a dead man walking. I think everybody mm-hmm. sort of sees that and. You know, you kind of feel bad for a guy like that at something like this because I think he's a good guy. I don't. I mean, I didn't feel bad for Charlie Weiss when he was here <laughs> and going through that because I don't. You know, I mean, I, I'll never forget when he came here and said the thing about you know called his players pieces of crap and, yeah. and stuff like he's a. I mean, so you never really felt bad for him, but like Beatty seems like a genuinely good guy who was handed just the worst possible situation and and hasn't been able to get out of it. And I'm not sure anybody could have, you know, so mm-hmm. um, you kind of feel bad for, for them. I mean, I, they, they were all loaded up and, and, and gone before even four o'clock hit yesterday because no one was really talking to them by the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, that to, and, and today, you know, I'm, I'm about to head over there. I'm very interested uh, in, in hearing what, uh, what Tom Herman and the Texas guys have to say, and, and certainly what Mike Gundy has to say. Um, Every time there's a quarterback competition in Stillwater, things get really interesting. He tries to, you know, shut de- shut everything down. He makes fewer people available. Quarterback competitions in Stillwater are always fascinating. So that that's certainly going to be interesting to hear today. Yeah, and and it's kind of funny now to think of Gundy as one of the the kind of you know deans of uh, coaches in in the Big Twelve. But really, that's about where he is, you know. Yeah, him and Bill Snyder, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so I guess, you know, kind of closing up, uh, do you guys have anything special going on at the, at the athletic right now or anything that you're working on? Well, I mean, yeah, I've got some things, uh, that, that are, that, that I'm working on right now, um, uh, that, that I'm excited about, but, you know, I would just say, I, I really hope people give us a shot. People take a look. I mean, we've, you know, a subscription gets you access to, to everything. And then we've, we've hired some really good, if you're a baseball hockey fan, NFL. I mean, we've got tons of great people, and it's it's been really exciting to to be part of, and and uh, and, and you know, I, I'm very hopeful that that OU fans will will enjoy uh, enjoy what we've got to offer. Yeah, you know, I had Ted Wynn on last week talking about uh, his uh, you know analysis of Kyler Murray's tape, and you know, I, I told I'll tell him the same thing. I told him the same thing. I'll tell you, you know, I I really really love the Athletics user experience, and and just you know that it, the fact that it's not you're not bombarded with ads and uh, videos and autoplay stuff. I mean. Uh, you know, and you guys are clearly, you know, building out a, a really, you know, quality roster of uh, writers there. People, especially, I mean, on the college football side, you know, I mean, Stuart Mandel has done such a good job of, uh, you know, attracting a lot of really, uh, you know, talented and, and you know, I guess um, – experienced writers you know to join you guys join up you guys so you know i'm for me as a as a reader it's i'm really excited about all the stuff you guys are doing yeah well i, I appreciate that i i think i've had more than a few people since i've worked there have said you know once you spend a lot of time on the athletic and then go to other sites it's it's more noticeable the ads and the autoplay videos so yeah um so we, I mean, and I've noticed that myself. So it, it, we, I love the clean experience. I mean, it's it's pretty great. I, 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 uh, I'm I'm really proud of it. 
Awesome. Well, again, very happy to have you back on the OUB, Jason, and, and uh, really happy that you uh, came on with us to uh, talk about uh, everything OU right now in the media days. It's great to be with you again, man. Obviously, anytime. I'm happy to join you. Awesome. Awesome. Again, uh, that was Jason Kersey of The Athletic. Very happy that he's back covering the Sooners. And uh, thanks again to him for joining us on the show today. And thanks to you all for joining us as well. For the Blaine Homers and Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy.